0: From Bards and Brawlers, welcome to Studies in Shadow Season 4. Know what you fear. back to studies in Shadows, season four i am your host jack rogers and as always i am joined by my surreptitious co-host noah bazoo say hi we are back and better than ever folks ready for season four it's gonna be good note i don't know what surreptitious means it means something it's surreptitious? Syrup, surreptitious. I wonder if it means that I'm sweet like syrup. Make, not, I don't think it's spelled like that. Make that your nose nugget of knowledge that you look up what that I'm word means. I'm already doing <laughs> it. <laughs> you read my mind. Anyway, folks, first of all, we would just like to say, sorry for the almost year-long wait. I recorded an episode with Noah last year after our... What was the last episode that we did? Was Jerome. it just the? It was oh yeah, interlude Jerome. and Jerome. Yeah, less of a interlude and more of a finale. So that's what we'll call that. And uh, I had it recorded on my computer, but you know things just got really busy with married life and school and figuring out job stuff. And Noah had his own stuff going on. So uh, I, but I, I can't blame him for my lack of motivation to edit an episode. And in fact, I waited so long that the episode just disappeared from my computer. So, <laughs> bad jack. That was me smacking my
1: hand. He was very upset. On the numerous occasions we've talked about this, you have said how angry you are at yourself. Well, yeah, I we had conversations where I was like, I have the
0: episode on my computer. I just keep forgetting to do it. But when I remember to do it, I don't feel motivated to do it. It just this it's terribly a cycle. vicious cycle. A bad cycle. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's fun. But what we decided to do was to just re-record the episode that we had prepared. <laughs> so we had to look back at our notes from almost a year ago, and in fact, the notes that we took in the episode that we were going to do was on the Loch Ness monster in Scotland, and it was it was a good episode, I think. From my memory. It was a good one, yeah. It was, it was a good one. Yeah. So, instead, we are going to make that Lost episode our Season 4 intro. Because why not?
1: Should we call it the Lost episode? The Lost episode? Of Nessie? Yes. <laughs> the Lost... Ness... The Lost Nessie podcast. Ness- hey, um, that's a good title.
0: No, it's really dumb. Hey, no, we're taking <laughs> it. We're doing it. Okay. Anyway... Originally, this episode was going to be called Thalassophobia, and Thalassophobia is the fear of, what is it, the fear of large things under the, the water? The fear of
1: large things, yeah. The fear of giant creatures.
0: I th- no. Thalassophobia is the fear of deep water. The fear of large is? things is megalophobia. Hold on, let's ask Siri. Siri, define Thalassophobia. Yep, is the persistent and intense fear of deep bodies of water. There you go. There you go. S- since we were sticking with the phobia theme for season three season four i have yet to decide what the episode format is going to be in terms of naming it anywho
1: shall we get into it let's do it this is gonna be a good (laughs) one folks this is
0: gonna be a good one uh yeah i think the first recorded sighting is in like the sixth century isn't it like 539
1: ce yeah i have something that goes back to the first century oh there Oh, yeah, please. Okay, yeah. So, this involves when the Romans first came to Northern Scotland, um, and this is in the first century AD. They found the Highlands occupied by a fierce, tattooed tribe they called the Picts. And, okay. Uh, I mean, the Picts and them, we know throughout history, had a very bloody and brutal war against each other. That was like the guerrilla warfare with the Picts, and they were just like, I don't want to say savages, but from the history we know the Romans had a hard time with them. Um, Anyway... Um, they found carved standing stones um, that are still in the region around Loch Ness. They've been preserved all this time, and it's clear the Picts were fascinated by animals and carefully rendered them with great fidelity, it says. All the animals depicted on these Pictish stones are lifelike and easily recognizable, all but one. The exception is a strange beast with an elongated beak or muzzle, a head locket or sprout spout, excuse me. And flippers instead of feet, described by some scholars as a swimming elephant, the Pictish beast is a, is the earliest known evidence for an idea that has held sway in the Scottish Highlands for at least fifteen hundred years. That Loch Ness is home to a mysterious aquatic animal. Huh. That was pretty cool.
0: That is that is pretty yeah. interesting. I didn't actually know about that. The so uh, where's the story that I have about oh, okay. So let's just let's just go in chronological order. Do you have anything between the first and sixth century, or can oh. I jump forward to that? Go to it. Go ahead. Okay. I have some seventh
1: century stuff. But
0: so yeah. what I have is that the birth of the Loch Ness monster myth is believed to stretch all the way back to the sixth century A.D. Well, I have to retract that now because we now have information from the first. But there is the story of an Irish monk named Saint Columba who encountered locals burying a man by the side of the river Ness. When asked what had happened, they said a, quote, water beast had mauled the man to death. That's always fun. St. Columba then sent one of his followers to swim across the river, and when <laughs> the beast, quote unquote, rose from the water to attack, Columba made the sign of the cross and said, quote, go no further, do not touch the man, go back at once. The creature stopped as if it had been, quote, pulled back with ropes and fled. It's an interesting story. Yeah. I didn't think a fish would be scared of the sign of the cross.
1: Yeah, apparently he was the first Irish missionary who introduced Christianity
0: to Scotland. Ah. Pretty interesting, yeah. Yeah, so it'd be helpful for him to have a, you know, monster banishing backstory. banishing backstory yeah. for him. <laughs> what a great what a great character backstory. But anyway, there's plenty of skepticism about the story, of course. Tales of water beasts are fairly common in medieval histories. And aside from a few strange sightings in the late 19th century, it would be more than a thousand years between St. Columba's encounter and the event that sparked the modern monster mystery we know today. And I got all this information from Scotsman.com, by the way. Hmm. I... yeah. And with with modern-day... Loch Ness Monster stuff, especially when you get to the stuff that was posted in newspapers, I think that is highly sensationalized. Mm-hmm. And that's what drove the story. I mean, if if we look at supernatural creatures throughout history or periods of time where people are just going nuts because they're afraid something is after them, it's all sensationalized. Absolutely, You can look at the witch trials for right. example absolutely sensationalized everybody is just so on edge that it's a endless cycle of fear, accusal, a fear, accusal, fear, mm-hmm. accusal, fear, accusal
1: and that fear re- creates delusion even even if you're a perfectly sane person it creates delusion which we know from discussing that episode that there may have been some mold that they ate which could have poisoned their minds oh uh, yeah the bread that had right. like lsd naturally growing yeah. in it i also think of like we reference this as well with like um like the selkie episodes of, like water horses like sailors who were like oh they're mermaids, but they probably were just like manatees and things like that yes like you just make these fantastical stories of things that you might see that you aren't really real but I th- it's i mean it's cool nonetheless though except when it involves burning people at the stake like <laughs> of course or you know <laughs> causing millions and
0: millions and millions of dollars to be spent because of a hoax. Not that it's necessarily a bad thing because no. Loch Ness tourism actually gives I think like millions of pounds every year to You're the crown. Joking. I'm not I'm not kidding. Even still.
1: Even still. <laughs> what? You'd like, think that they would just like look it up and be like, yeah it's not real. Well, but.
0: you know, there's believers everywhere. Yeah. And I don't I don't think it's necessarily unreasonable to imagine that people are curious to see something strange yeah. or fantastical everybody's hoping they'll be the one to see the Loch Ness Monster it's like it's like uh, whale watching but right much more rare I mean I said impossible. that and now at
1: the same time like I think it'd be kind of cool to like walk around like the lock and yeah like, look at it and be like What's in you, I guess I should say. Yeah. I think it'd be cool to see like those stones too and see if they're like, what they still look like. Yes. You said they're still there, right? Yeah. It says that they're still standing as long as according to the, like the research I did Mm They've been preserved pretty well. Um, I can look up a picture of it too if we need to, but I mean, that'd be kind of cool just to be there. I mean, it's once again, it's kind of like you go to these places where like, maybe like battles happened in history or like legends were born. Like maybe nothing is there, but at the same time, it's kind of like, wow, there's a lot of history that went into this place. That's exciting. And the idea of like a big mythical animal that lives in a freshwater lake is pretty awesome at the same time. Yeah. We,
0: we are scared of monsters, but we want them to exist.
1: (laughs) It's a strange,
0: it's a strange paradox. We, We as humans are so terrified of seeing something, but on the flip side of that, we want to see it. Like What's his name? Scully. I can't remember who's Scully and who's Mulder in the X-Files, but saying, I want to believe. Right. That's, that's a really famous quote. And so what you have is you just have all these stories of people who either wanted to believe that they saw something so bad that they remembered it wrong, or they saw something else and they just thought it was the Loch Ness monster. There's the first very popular sighting that was recorded in the Inverness Courier in 1933, but you had some seven, you had some seventh century stuff.
1: I mean, it was just kind of like the same thing of with uh, Saint Columba, just on that kind of thing, um, commanding it to leave there. Um, apparently, as well, like I just, I guess we can add to the story. You know, the beast had been killing people. Obviously, the
0: right. Loch Nessie had been killing
1: people. Um, When he commanded it, you know, in the name of God, and he made the cross, um, apparently, like, it, the way that the story goes is that it retreated, and it's never harmed another person since, because it became docile, with the power of God and Christianity. Ah, Once again, another... Wonderful. Another fun thing to add to it. Not only have I... Defeat of the beast, but I have also made it. Sure I converted it. Yeah, it will never harm another person. It will follow the ways of Christ. You may now be baptized in this <laughs> loch. Yeah, literally, come. Fa- without, I wonder. I wonder if he did without fear of the beast. He might even come watch. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's one of the things I I I was thought was really interesting there. I mean, and I guess something as well that I found is just like I don't know if you want to get into it, but like <laughs> the photos and things like that. That they found, like the all famous photo, black and white.
0: Oh, you're talking about the surgeon's photo. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I I I refamiliarized myself with a lot of that in preparation for re-recording this episode. Do you want to start from the stuff in the earlier 1900s though, before we get to the surgeon's photo? What are you kind of
1: referring to here? The
0: the what the Inverness Courier. Please the, st- start with that. I might. Need the to man and find... wife. So, according to the story, a well-known businessman living near Inverness and his wife, a university graduate, were driving along the north shore of the Loch, not far from Abriahan Pier, when they were startled to see, quote, a tremendous upheaval on the Loch, which previously had been as calm as the proverbial millpond, close quote. <laughs> How poetic. The sighting occurred less than a mile from shore. The report continued. There, the creature disported itself, rolling and plunging for fully a minute, its body resembling that of a whale, and the water cascading and churning like a shimmering cauldron. No, simmering cauldron. Soon, however, it disappeared in a boiling mass of foam. Both onlookers confessed that there was something uncanny about the whole thing, for they realized that there was no ordinary denizen of the that here was no ordinary denizen of the depths because apart from its enormous size the beast in taking the final plunge sent out waves that were big enough to have been caused by a passing steamer i feel like a wave not a wave i feel like a whale could have done that
1: yeah no absolutely not that you I see don't, them breaching I, yeah. out of the water i'm not sure if whales
0: could live in loch ness though i don't know
1: i don't know if there's freshwater whales i'm not i'm not a very aquatic savvy person me
0: neither <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the couple waited almost half an hour in the hope that the monster if that's what it was would come to surface again. However, that was the last they saw, although many other sightings have been reported in the 84, probably is what 85 years now since. And that that is the story straight from the Inverness Courier. The birth of the Loch Ness monster myth is believed to stretch all the way back to 6th century AD as we said, and or 1st century. But there was a Loch Ness Phenomena Investigation Bureau between 1962 and 1972. Does the surgeon's photo predate that? I think that's in, what, the 40s?
1: It's in the 40s. There is something about, I don't know if you heard about Marmaduke Wetherell?
0: Yes, that is the 30s. It's in the, thir- hun- it's in the 30s. Yeah. yeah, that's the hunter so, who was tasked with finding uh-huh the lochness monster so, and within a couple days he was like yeah i'm yeah.
1: hot on its trail commissioned by the daily mail he went marmaduke wetherill something like that mm-hmm. uh, big game hunter went to locate the sea serpent um as they affectionately refer to it uh worked along the rain excuse me walked along the lake shores with his own little crew found large footprints that he believed belonged to a very powerful soft-footed animal about 20 feet you know, six meters long. However, upon closer inspection, zoologists from the Natural History Museum determined the tracks were identical to that made of an umbrella stand or an ashtray stand that had hippopotamus feet at the base of it. And clearly it was a hoax. Right. Very obviously. And nobody really knows if he was, like, in on it and he was just there to perpetuate the story. Like, everywhere I looked, I remember that it never says whether he was part of the hoax or not. Oh, he
0: was. He was, was? It was his ashtray really yeah
1: and I was he's also it, it, said it wasn't anywhere they said we don't know what it was it could have been like his team or people like they're trying to like yeah. who set him up like the daily mail was like trying to lead him on to find it did you know that he was also responsible for the surgeon's photo yes which he, i think is
0: awesome yeah well because he he was so mad because he was absolutely disgraced for you know disgracing Faking himself it. yeah lying yeah that he took a toy from his stepson, like a toy submarine, right, as well as like a, a dinosaur head mounted on top of it, either from a dinosaur toy or the other one is wood putty. And he put it out on the water and he wanted to photograph it, but he knew that if he claimed the photograph, nobody would believe him. Right. So he enlisted the help of a well-respected local surgeon who reportedly loved to participate in pranks Mm -hmm. and he agreed to tell the paper that he took the photo and because he was such a respected member of the community people believed him of course that became the staple Loch Ness monster proof but there's there's so many issues with that mainly because the famous photo is cropped in the original photo that's uncropped you can actually see the shoreline which gives a good indicator of how big, big this thing's actually this thing actually is because when you're when you're, right yeah, when you're yeah when you're zoomed in
1: on the water there's nothing to show for scale i mean it's like any one of those photos like if you ever see you know there's like goofy photos that people post of them like rock climbing or them like scaling something and it looks really intense because they have someone laid down on the ground and take a photo of them up, and it looks like they're high in the air. Yeah. And I have a photo of this, but really, I'm three feet off the ground, but in the photo, my friend laid on the side underneath me, like about three or four feet, and it has a great view of the sky, uh-huh. so it looks like I'm just climbing, and there's no trees or anything around me, yeah. so Looks like they're just pure sky, and then I have the next photo, if you swipe on Instagram, is a picture of him taking the photo three feet below me, right? And so it's just like the depth perception of that. There's a message somewhere in there. Yeah, exactly. Perception is everything. It is, and so with that photo, I mean, I'm looking at it right now with Jack, and like, I mean, it's, I mean, if you look at it, it really does look like it's something that has a significant size to it, but it's not. If you have the full photo of it, which is pretty funny.
0: Yeah, and there's people were like, oh well, there's the ripples around it. I watched someone make a nigh perfect recreation. Of that photo by basically doing that same thing. They got a toy submarine. They attached a model head to it. They made it look like the Loch Ness Monster. They put wow. it out in the water and then they threw a rock next to it and then took the picture. <laughs> and so you have the ripples and all they did was made it grainy and then black and white. Uh huh. There it is. There's That's the photo.
1: Perfect replication. That's fantastic. So
0: it, it absolutely is a hoax, but people still claim it as evidence, Mm -hmm. probably just out of ignorance because they most likely haven't heard the actual story. Heck, I didn't even... I I totally forgot that a surgeon took the photo and that it was called the surgeon's photo. photo. But that's why it was so well-respected because when you have a well-respected member of the community claim something, it doesn't even matter if that's part of their field of expertise. People will just believe them.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. It, It would... To me, when I first read that, it's like, oh, it's the surgeon's photo. And my first thought was, so because a surgeon took the photo, we're just supposed to believe him? I mean, what if a dentist was like, oh, I found the most perfect snowflake. It's like, this has the most amazing symmetry. And people are like, oh, wow, he discovered the most perfect snowflake. Or just, or anything else that's outside of their field of expertise right but it's like just because they're a professional in something yeah people will just take people give word. status
1: to you simply yeah. because of a, a title before your I name think,
0: i think that's what is it it's the logical fallacy of authority of authority yep yep mm-hmm. of authority figures that
1: was a fun psychological
0: thing we talked about in my class actually a few months ago that was a fun one we mm-hmm. talked about. but yeah so what was really funny is that Even though this stuff was proven to be a hoax later, there was the, like I said earlier, the Loch Ness Phenomena Investigation Bureau, which functioned between 1962 and 1972. So yeah, the LNPIB. It was a UK-based society (laughs) formed in 1962 by Norman Collins, RSR Fitter, politician David James, Peter Scott, and Constance White, to quote... Study Loch Ness to identify the creature known as the Loch Ness Monster or determine the causes of reports of it. Now, I think that's pretty admirable that their entire mission statement wasn't just,
1: we're going to find the Loch Ness Monster.
0: It was find the Loch Ness Monster or find out why people are reporting sightings. Right. Which I think is really cool. Yeah. There was a video I saw today of a gentleman who's probably one of the most well-known researchers of the Loch Ness and the Loch Ness Monster. He went into Loch Ness in like a titanic James Cameron-esque little submarine thing that Mm -hmm. like sunk way down and he could look out the window that was in this little vessel up into the water and he described just feeling a greater sense of curiosity come over him and his focus of the Loch Ness Monster slowly drifted from just where and what is the loch ness monster to well let's look at the environment which mm-hmm. is where when, when I talk about how loch ness wouldn't be hospitable mm-hmm. for something of the loch ness monster's scale that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about is cuz this gentleman and his his research team actually slowly just drifted to being like environmentalists who studied the actual ecological
1: Mm -hmm. surroundings yeah there's some cool things that i found that like kind of like stem off from that obviously we have like there's a ton of monster hunters that show up all claiming to do it um you know in 1994 actually is when we found out that the surgeon's photo was actually totally fake when was it found out 1994 wow yeah that's according to the britannica um which is a pretty reliable site that i have been using for this podcast I mean, for a long time I mean,
0: yeah britannica is like the yeah um
1: it's like encyclopedia isn't it yeah and it, it even claims you know back in 1984 it was shown that it was a, a hoax spearheaded by the revenge-seeking Wetherell. uh the monster is actually just the plastic wooden head of a toy attached to a submarine yeah um however this is something kind of interesting in 2018 Researchers conducted a DNA survey of Loch Ness. This is kind of going back to that ecological thing you were talking about. They connected, excuse me, conducted a DNA survey of Loch Ness to determine what organisms lived in the water. There were no signs of a plios, pli, ples, plesiosaur. plesiosaur. Thank you. Oh, plesios. I can't read it. Or other such large animals that were found. Um, though there were results that indicated the presence of eels. This finding left open the possibility that the monster is an oversized eel, and despite the lack of evidence um, and all the things that people have said, um, it is still a site for lots of things. And actually, it in the early 21st century, it says that it contributed to nearly $80 million um, annually to Scotland's economy.
0: That Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Yeah, that's
1: crazy. That's nuts. That's insane. $80 million.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine why they wouldn't come out with it as a hoax
1: yeah until the late 90s i wouldn't that is, either uh, that is some <laughs> cha-ching i mean think about back it's says early 21st century i mean yeah. think about how much that was worth back then i mean yeah and
0: so the Loch Ness investigation bureau which is what the society was later shortened to because the <laughs> lochness phenomena investigation bureau is a bit of a mouthful so just lochness investigation bureau they had an annual subscription charge which covered the administration. And what I have in my notes is that the main activity was encouraging groups of self-funded volunteers to watch the loch from advantage from vantage points with film cameras with telescopic lenses. So they had a caravan camp and viewing platform at Ach, Achna Hanet, and sent observers to other locations up and down the loch. And according to the Bureau's 1969 annual report, it had 1,030 members, and over half of those were from the UK. Wow. So, yeah, wow. I, imagine, I imagine the annual subscription fee might have contributed a little bit more, if not just to administration, as they say.
1: Now, I have a question for you, actually. Sure. And I remember I had to find this, and I'm not having a lot of luck even doing it now. Do you remember why they call it Nessie? Because it's called the Loch Ness. I know, but like where did that like name come from? Like I know I get what you're saying, but like just like how funny it is that like that came to it. Like I was trying to figure out like who coined that. Mm. Or who like where that when that first started being being used as that name. Um I, I mean it says it's since the nineteen forties, but I would love to know like who what and where and yeah. why they called it that. I mean, besides the fact that it's a Loch Ness monster. Sorry, side topic, and I just realized I was like, I have no idea why they call it that or who
0: coined that. Yeah, I know why they would call it that. But I yeah, don't know. No, I don't of know course, who started calling it that. Yeah. So, then we get to the theories of what Nessie actually is, and you you mentioned it earlier, but one of the most popular theories is that Nessie is actually a plesiosaur. Mm-hmm. And I have some facts here about the plesiosaur. Plesiosaurus is greek for almost lizard <laughs> almost lizard almost lizard <laughs> it's a marine reptile and it lived over 60 million years ago it's also a carnivore oh. and could grow up to around 15 feet long which isn't when we imagine the Loch Ness monster it's definitely not 15 feet long it's like it's huge. 50 feet long, and yeah. it's got this massive head
1: that comes over the... Just look at the movie Water Horse. It's the monster that's in freaking uh, Jurassic World that jumps out of the lake yes. and it. That's what I imagine yes. sometimes.
0: And they... But they did weigh around a 1,000 pounds, but the, the note here that I just noticed that actually makes me laugh... I can't remember where I got this, but it says bad swimmers. <laughs> really? <laughs> it says they're bad swimmers. Uh, so, and they're the highest concentration of fossils... Is in Western Europe,
1: that's where the highest concentration of fossils is. Hmm. Interesting. I remember something we talked about is like there's that theory that one of them, you know, as time went on, one of them is like the oceans and everything changed over millions and year of years. That one of those dinosaurs just got stuck in the lake. Yeah, but or then how like would a it couple reproduce? of them? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. A couple of them did and just reproduced over time, and because of the ecological environment and not having enough sustenance they just like everything evolved and they got smaller and smaller over time right and that was one of the theories that i found yeah
0: so kind of going off of that in 2011 george edwards a devout nessie hunter caught a picture of what many claim to be the back of nessie and basically saying exactly what you just said edwards doesn't believe it's just one monster because the first one was spotted centuries ago he believes there's offspring of the original Mm. so that's convenient
1: it's the eels. It all comes back to
0: it. And then in 2013, a Scottish gentleman named David Elder caught a video of what appears to be something about 15 feet long. uh, That matches up. Yeah. Moving just below the surface of Loch Ness. And then in 2014, Google Maps caught a photo of something large over 90 feet. Like that's what I imagine the size of Nessie is. Massive. Yeah. Appearing to be moving... In the water of Loch Ness. Speculations claim, however, it's the wakes of a boat or some seals. Seals in
1: Loch Ness? hmm How far inland is it? Probably enough that seals wouldn't know where to go. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't imagine that. I'd say boat, more likely. I'd love to see that photo, actually. I might have to look that up after this. See yeah. Google, Earth. Is Google, that what, Earth. Google Earth. Google Loch Earth Loch I'm pretty Ness sure you can look
0: up Google Earth Loch Ness 2014.
1: I'm going to look it up as soon as we're done here.
0: So, and that's that's what I have for modern day sightings because people are always taking pictures of whatever could be interesting. I think in 2015, in Alaska, there was a really, really strange video that was captured. And it sh- it's, it's actually not like other videos or photos where it's, you know, super old and grainy. It's like someone took this close up and it's like this weird icy creature almost slithering through the water, and it seems relatively large. I think I've
1: seen this. It, it's
0: pretty big, but that was in Alaska, and so people were calling it the Alaskan Nessie. Whatever. Alaskan Nessie. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's still things that go on today, but do you actually believe in the Loch Ness Monster? No. Me neither. Absolutely not. There is just a lot of evidence pointing against it, even though it's kind of hard to prove a negative. It's just statistically and theoretically not very possible or I mean, plausible
1: yeah i mean i when it comes to like deep ocean monsters and like myths about those kinds of oh, things yeah, sure we should do an episode on that kind of stuff like krakens and different things yeah. like that that'd be sick i am of the opinion that there is some stuff under the ocean that we we, we know more about what our solar system They do about our own oceans yeah we've explored more of our universe or more of our solar system
0: yeah i mean what is it it's like 90 percent of our deep ocean has been unexplored which is
1: terrifying that is terrifying because we live here yeah and so with that i'm like okay there could be some stuff down there that we don't know about but with loch ness and i mean it's the what is it? it's the biggest body of fresh water in all of britain but in all of the uk you in mean? all of the uk yeah thank you yeah um But at the same time, it's like, with all the people who've gone there and done stuff, like, you know that somebody...
0: Yeah, and that's one of the big things. If you look at it from a standpoint of not just, we should have found it by now, because people will say the same thing about Bigfoot. Right. But if you look at it from a standpoint of the environment and what Mm -hmm. kind of wildlife the loch can actually sustain, it's very unlikely for something like the Loch Ness Monster, or what people theorize to be the Loch Ness Monster to actually exist. That being said, it does make for a heck of a good story. I personally don't believe in Loch Ness. No, if probably. any of our listeners have some proof, or or some speculations, <laughs> We'd or, love to see or thoughts about what you think it is, If you if you do believe in it, I want to know why. Not to challenge you But I want to know what has compelled you to believe in it because I would like to see that for myself if I haven't already.
1: Yeah, I'd be down for that. Send it in.
0: (laughs) So that is, that's all the information I have. Do you have anything else? No,
1: that's, we covered everything. it has been a lot. It's good stuff.
0: Boom. Well then, Noah, for the first time in almost a year, what is your noah's nugget of knowledge so
1: there's it's a twofold surreptitious (laughs) as you introduced me at the beginning surreptitious is an adjective meaning to obtain done made by stealth secret or unauthorized acting in a stealthy way obtained by subretion so it's basically acting or getting things in a stealthy way that you Mm. don't have authority to do so which definitely is accurate in how i am um so that's how surreptitious is um something that i wanted to say about my original you get a twofold folks that's what yes! we get because we've had such a long break um the hashtag or for everybody born before 2000 the pound sign um is technically called an octothorpe. octothorpe octothorpe interesting according to the merriam webster dictionary the octo prefer, uh, prefix refers to the eight, eight. points if you just the yeah. hashtag the eight points on the symbol and the Thorpe remains a mystery actually as to why it's called that uh, one theory claims that it comes from the Old English word for a village, based on the idea that the symbol looks like a village surrounded by a village. Hmm. Right. That's super interesting. It is super cool. I huh. was like, wow, that's a fun one. Well, thank you. Yeah. That's your Noah's know, Nugget like of Knowledge for the day, folks. Tell a friend.
0: Guys, to catch future episodes, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Consider following our Studies in Shadow page on Facebook, and support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash shadow If you have a paranormal experience you'd like to submit to Studies in Shadow, email us at sis at bardsandbrawlers.com. This has been Studies in Shadow. Thank you for listening, stay safe, know what you fear, and welcome to Season 4.